O Israel, the Lord is our God, the Lord is one. Blessed be the name of the glory of His kingdom for ever and ever. Amen. Good morning, Mishpacha. Welcome to the Daily Audio Torah. I'm Laura Densmore, your host, and I'm so glad you're joining in with me today. Today is Tuesday, August 3rd. In Revelation 1.8, Yeshua says of Himself, I am the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the ending, says the Lord, which is and which was and which is to come, the Almighty. Did you know that if you read Genesis 1-1 Hebrew, there is an Aleph Tav right smack dab in the middle of that verse. Truly Yeshua, the Aleph Tav, is there in the beginning and the end. So, if you are reading your Bible in Hebrew, whenever you come across Aleph Tav, this is a direct reference to Yeshua. The acronym for Daily Audio Torah is D-A-T. In Hebrew, that is Dalit Aleph Tav. When you unpack that in the ancient Hebrew picture language, what it means is this, doorway to the Aleph Tav. The Daily Audio Torah is your doorway to the Aleph Tav, your doorway to Yeshua. Are you being blessed by this ministry? Please consider supporting Daily Audio Torah. You can make a one-time or a recurring donation by going to dailyaudiotorah.com and then click on the Give pick on the navigation menu. You can then make a secure online donation there. Thank you for your prayers, and thank you for your support. Now let's continue our journey through the entire Bible in one year. This week we are reading from the Israel Bible for the Hebrew Scriptures and from the King James for the Brit Hadashah. Today we continue the Torah portion, Ray, and it means see. Deuteronomy 13, 1-18 Be careful to observe only that which I enjoin upon you, neither add to it nor take away from it. If there appears among you a prophet or a dream diviner, and he gives you a sign or a portent, saying, Let us follow and worship another god, whom you have not experienced, even if the sign or portent that he named to you comes true. Do not heed the words of that prophet or that dream diviner, for Hashem your God is testing you to see whether you really love Hashem your God with all your heart and soul. Follow none but Hashem your God, and revere none but Him. Observe His commandments alone, and heed only His orders. Worship none but Him, and hold fast to Him. As for that prophet or dream diviner, he shall be put to death, for he urged disloyalty to Hashem your God, who freed you from the land of Egypt, and who redeemed you from the house of bondage, to make you stray from the path that Hashem your God commanded you to follow. Thus you will sweep out evil from your midst. 
If your brother, your own mother's son, or your son or daughter, or the wife of your bosom or your closest friend entices you in secret, saying, Come, let us worship other gods, whom neither you nor your fathers have experienced. From among the gods of the peoples around you, either near to you or distant, anywhere from one end of the earth to the other, do not assent or give heed to him. Show him no pity or compassion, and do not shield him, but take his life. Let your hand be the first against him to put him to death, and the hand of the rest of the people thereafter. Stone him to death, for he sought to make you stray from Hashem your God, who brought you out of the land of Egypt, out of the house of bondage. Thus all Israel will hear and be afraid, and such evil things will not be done again in your midst. If you hear it said of one of the towns that Hashem your God is giving you to dwell in, that some scoundrels from among you have gone and subverted the inhabitants of their town, saying, Come, Let us worship other gods whom you have not experienced. You shall investigate and inquire and interrogate thoroughly. If it is true, the fact is established that abhorrent thing was perpetrated in your midst. Put the inhabitants of that town to the sword and put its cattle to the sword. Doom it and all that is in it to destruction. Gather all its spoil into the open square, and burn the town and all its spoil as a holocaust to Hashem your God, and it shall remain an everlasting ruin, never to be rebuilt. Let nothing that has been doomed stick to your hand, in order that Hashem may turn from His blazing anger and show you compassion, and in His compassion increase you, as He promised your fathers on oath. Second Chronicles thirty three fourteen to thirty four thirty three. Afterward, he built the outer wall of the city of David west of Gihon, in the wadi on the way to the fish gate, and it encircled Awful. He raised it very high. He also placed army officers in all the fortified towns of Yehuda. He removed the foreign gods and the image from the house of Hashem, as well as all the altars that he had built on the mount of the house of Hashem and in Jerusalem, and dumped them outside the city. He rebuilt the Mitzbayah, the altar of Hashem, and offered on it sacrifices of well-being and thanksgiving, and commanded the people of Yehuda to worship the God of Israel. To be sure, the people continued sacrificing at the shrines, but only to Hashem their God. The other events of Manasseh's reign and his prayer to his God, and the words of the seers who spoke to him in the name of the God of Israel are found in the chronicles of the kings of Israel. His prayer and how it was granted to him, the whole account of his sin and trespass, and the places in which he built shrines and installed sacred posts and images before he humbled himself are recorded in the words of Hosei. Manasseh slept with his fathers and was buried on his palace grounds. His son Ammon succeeded him as king. 
Ammon was 22 years old when he became king, and he reigned two years in Jerusalem. He did what was displeasing to Hashem, as his father Manasseh had done. Ammon sacrificed to all the idols that his father Manasseh had made and worshipped them. He did not humble himself before Hashem, as his father Manasseh had humbled himself. Instead, Ammon incurred much guilt. His couriers conspired against him and killed him in his palace. But the people of the land struck down all who had conspired against King Ammon, and the people of the land made his son Josiah king in his stead. Josiah was eight years old when he became king, and he reigned thirty-one years in Jerusalem. He did what was pleasing to Hashem, following the ways of his father David, without deviating to the right or to the left. In the eighth year of his reign, while he was still young, he began to seek the God of his father David, and in the twelfth year he began to purge Yehuda and Jerusalem of the shrines, the sacred posts, the idols, and the molten images. At his bidding they demolished the altars of the Baals, and he had the incense stands above them cut down. He smashed the sacred posts, the idols, and the images, ground them into dust, and strewed it onto the graves of those who had sacrificed to them. He burned the bones of the Kohanim on their altars, and purged Yehuda and Jerusalem. In the towns of Manasseh and Ephraim and Shimon, as far as Naphtali, lying in ruins on every side. He demolished the altars and the sacred posts, and smashed the altars, and ground them into dust. He hewed down all the incense stands throughout the land of Israel. Then he returned to Jerusalem. In the eighteenth year of his reign, after purging the land and the house, he commissioned Shaphan, son of Azaliah, Messiah, the governor of the city, and Joah, son of Jehoahaz, the recorder, to repair the house of Hashem, his God. They came to the Kohen Gadol, Hezekiah, and delivered to him the silver brought to the house of Hashem, which the Leviim, the guards of the threshold, had collected from Manasseh and Ephraim, and from all the remnant of Israel, and from all Yehuda and Benjamin, and the inhabitants of Jerusalem. They delivered it into the custody of the overseers, who were in charge at the house of Hashem, and the overseers who worked in the house of Hashem spent it on examining and repairing the house. They paid it out to the artisans and the masons to buy quarried stone and wood for the couplings and for making roof beams for the buildings that the kings of Yehuda had allowed to fall into ruin. The men did the work honestly. Over them were appointed the Leviim, Jeheth, and Ovadja, of the sons of Merari, and Zechariah and Meshulam, of the sons of Kehat, to supervise, while other Leviim, all the master musicians, were over the porters, supervising all who worked at each and every task. Some of the Leviim were scribes and officials and gatekeepers. As they took out the silver that had been brought to the house of Hashem, the Kohen Hezekiah found a scroll of Hashem's teaching given by Moses. Hezekiah spoke up and said to the scribe Shaphan, I have found a scroll of the teaching in the house of Hashem, the Torah. 
and Hezekiah gave the scroll to Shaphan. Shaphan brought the scroll to the king, and also reported to the king, All that was entrusted to your servants is being done. They have melted down the silver that was found in the house of Hashem, and delivered it to those who were in charge to the overseers. The scribe Shaphan also told the king, The Kohen Hezekiah has given me a scroll, and Shaphan read from it to the king. When the king heard the words of the Torah, he tore his clothes. The king gave orders to Hezekiah and Ahikam, son of Shaphan, and Avdon, son of Micah, and the scribe Shaphan, and Asiah, the king's minister, saying, Go, inquire of Hashem on my behalf, and on behalf of those who remain in Israel and Yehudah, concerning the words of the scroll that has been found, for great indeed must be the wrath of Hashem that has been poured down upon us, because our fathers did not obey the word of Hashem and do all that is written in this scroll in the Torah. Hezekiah and those whom the king had ordered went to Neviah Huldah, wife of Shalom, son of Tokath, son of Hasra, keeper of the wardrobe, who was living in Jerusalem in the Mishnah, and spoke to her accordingly. She responded to them, Thus said God of Israel, Say to the man who sent you to me, Thus said Hashem, I am going to bring disaster upon this place and its inhabitants, all the curses that are written in the scroll that was read to the king of Yehudah, because they forsook me and made offerings to other gods in order to vex me with all the works of their hands. My wrath shall be poured out against this place and not be quenched. But say to the king of Yehudah, who sent you to inquire of Hashem, thus said God of Israel, As for the words which you have heard, since your heart was softened and you humbled yourself before Hashem when you heard his words concerning this place and its inhabitants, and you humbled yourself before me and tore your clothes and wept before me, I for my part have listened, declares Hashem. Assuredly, I will gather you to your fathers, and you will be laid in your grave in peace. Your eyes shall see nothing of the disaster that I will bring upon this place and its inhabitants. They reported back to the king. Then the king sent word and assembled all the elders of Yehudah and Jerusalem. The king went up to the house of Hashem with all the men of Yehudah and the inhabitants of Jerusalem, and the Kohanim and the Leviim, all the people young and old, and he read to them the entire text of the covenant scroll, the Torah, that was found in the house of Hashem. The king stood in his place and solemnized the covenant before Hashem to follow Hashem and observe his commandments, his injunctions, and his laws with all his heart and soul to fulfill all the terms of the covenant written in this scroll. He obligated all the men of Jerusalem and Benjamin who were present, and the inhabitants of Jerusalem acted in accordance with the covenant of Hashem, God of their fathers.
Josiah removed all the abominations from the whole territory of the Israelites and obliged all who were in Israel to worship Hashem their God. Throughout his reign, they did not deviate from following the God of their fathers. Romans 16, 8-27 Great Amplius, my beloved in the Lord, salute Urbane, our helper in Yeshua, and Stachus, my beloved. Salute Apelles, approved in Christ. Salute them which are of Aristobulus' household. Salute Herodian, my kinsman. Greet them that be of the household of Narcissus, which are in the Lord. Salute Tryphena and Tryphosa, who labor in the Lord. Salute the beloved Persis, which labored much in the Lord. Salute Rufus, chosen in the Lord, and his mother and mine. Salute Asyncritus, Phlegon, Hermas, Patrobas, Hermes, and the brethren which are with them. Salute Philologus and Julia, Nereus and his sister, and Olympus and all the fine saints that are with them. Salute one another with a holy kiss. The churches of Christ salute you. Now I beseech you, brethren, mark them which cause divisions and offenses contrary to the doctrine which you have learned, and avoid them. For they that are such serve not our Lord Yeshua, but their own belly, and by good words and fair speeches deceive the hearts of the simple. For your obedience has come abroad unto all men. I am glad, therefore, on your behalf, but yet I would have you wise unto that which is good and simple concerning evil. And the God of peace shall bruise Satan under your feet shortly. The grace of our Lord, Yeshua HaMashiach, be with you. Amen. To Matthias, my workfellow, and Lucius and Jason, and Sosipater, my kinsmen, salute you. I, Tertius, who wrote this epistle, salute you in the Lord. Gaius, my host, and of the whole church, salute you. Erastus, the chamberlain of the city, salutes you, and Quartus, a brother. The grace of our Lord, Yeshua HaMashiach, be with you all. Amen. Now to him that is of power to establish you according to my gospel and the preaching of Yeshua HaMashiach according to the revelation of the mystery, which was kept secret since the world began, but now is made manifest, and by the scriptures of the prophets according to the commandment of the everlasting God, made known to all nations for the obedience of faith. To God only wise be glory through Yeshua HaMashiach forever. Amen. Psalm 26, 1-12 Judge me, O Lord, for I have walked in my integrity. I have trusted also in the Lord, therefore I shall not slide. Examine me, O Yahweh, and prove me. Try my reins and my heart, for your loving kindness is before my eyes, and I have walked in your truth. 
I have not sat with vain persons, neither will I go in with dissemblers. I have hated the congregation of evildoers, and will not sit with the wicked. I will wash my hands in innocence, so will I compass your altar, O Lord, that I may publish with the voice of thanksgiving, and tell of all your wondrous works. Lord, I have loved the habitation of your house, and the place where your honor dwells. Gather not my soul with sinners, nor my life with bloody men, in whose hands is mischief, and their right hand is full of bribes. But as for me, I will walk in my integrity. Redeem me and be merciful to me. My foot stands in an even place. In the congregations will I bless the Lord. Proverbs 20 19. He that goes about as a tale-bearer reveals secrets. Therefore meddle not with him that flatters with his lips. I'd like to speak to you from our Torah portion today from Deuteronomy chapter 13. Then we'll jump into Second Chronicles chapter 34. And in Deuteronomy chapter 13, verse 5, it is written, But follow none but Hashem your God, and revere none but Him. Observe His commandments alone, and heed only His orders. Worship none but Him, and hold fast to Him. The Israel Bible commentary to this verse reads as follows. This verse concludes with the directive to cleave to Hashem, since it is impossible to literally hold fast to a being that has no physical form. The sages explain that this commandment means we are required to emulate his ways. Just as Hashem performs kind deeds, buries the dead, and visits the sick, so too must we be kind to others and take care of their needs. Contemporary Israel fulfills this mandate and emulates God's compassion. It is often the first country to respond to natural disasters, providing medical aid and other assistance around the world. For example, when a devastating earthquake struck Haiti in 2010, the IDF was among the first responders on the scene. One woman who gave birth in an Israeli field hospital was so grateful to the Israeli medical team that she named her baby Israel. Now let's jump into 1 Chronicles chapter 34, and I want to take a look at verse 27. Let me give you the backdrop and the context. So the priest is looking around in the rubble of the temple, and he discovers a Torah scroll, and he brings it to Shaphan. And then Shaphan brings it to Josiah the king. And when the Torah scroll is read to the king, he rent his garments, and he wept, and he repented. And he understood that they had sinned greatly against the God of Israel. And they had broken the covenant that had been made with him at Mount Sinai. So now in verse 27, it is written, uh, and this is the prophet now who is speaking the word of the Lord to the king because the king sent a messenger to the prophet and said, what must we do? 
So now the prophet is replying back to the king, the goddess, the god of Israel is speaking through the prophet. And this is what he says to the king, verse 27. Since your heart was softened, and you humbled yourself before Hashem when you heard his words concerning this place and its inhabitants, and you humbled yourself before me and tore your clothes and wept before me, I, for my part, have listened, declares Hashem. The Israel Bible commentary to this verse reads as follows. According to the sages, the Torah scroll that was found during Josiah's reign was opened to the section in Sefer Devarim, chapter 28, verses 15 to 68, which describes the punishments for idol worship and abandoning God in the land of Israel. The Radok Second Kings 22.11 explains that Josiah understood this as a divine message, even though he has put tremendous effort into abolishing idolatry, bringing the people closer to Hashem, and renewing their covenant with their Creator, it seems that there is more work to be done, and Hashem is still angry with His people. Instead of giving up, Josiah is motivated to redouble his efforts to bring the people back to God. Hearing Hashem's words concerning this place and its inhabitants, meaning that God is still planning to punish the people and exile them from Eretz Israel, is enough to motivate Josiah to intensify his efforts and to humble himself before Hashem. So, If you do go back and you take a look at Deuteronomy chapter 28 and then chapter 29, those two chapters list blessings for obedience and curses for disobedience. And one of the curses is you will be scattered throughout all the nations of the earth. You will be evicted from the land and you'll be taken captive and go into exile into enemy countries. And that's exactly what happens later on. The southern kingdom of Judah is taken captive by the Babylonians in 586 BC. They break through the walls of Jerusalem and they destroy the temple. And the people are taken captive and they're in exile for 70 years in Babylon. And then the northern kingdom is also taken captive and sent into exile by the Assyrians. So, these blessings and these curses, they were originally spoken. The blessings were spoken from Mount Gerizim in the heartland of Israel up in biblical uh, Samaria, Shomron. And then Mount Ebal is the other six heads of tribes spoke out the, the curses, the judgments for disobedience from Mount Ebal. And down in the valley lies Shechem, the ancient city of Shechem, now known as Nablus. So we have blessings for obedience, curses and judgments for disobedience. Abba Father, we thank you for your word. We thank you for Josiah and the example that he led of leading his entire nation into a national reformation of 
taking down idols and cleansing the land of all these foreign gods and of encouraging and exhorting the people to return to the God of Israel and to follow his ways and to keep his word, to keep his commands, to walk in his covenant, to walk in the Torah as a daily lifestyle. I thank you, Father, that even though many of these curses did come to pass, that in your great mercy you have caused the Jewish people who have been scattered to all nations of the earth to return to the land of Israel. As of May of 1948, the nation of Israel was rebirthed and reborn. And many of the Jewish people today living in the land, in the biblical heartland, they love you. They are walking in your ways. They are following your Torah. They are filled with your spirit. I thank you for the restoration that you are doing that is in progress. And I pray for the remnant of believers that are still scattered to all the nations of the earth, to the north, the south, the east, and the west, in the United States, in Canada, in Germany, in South America, in Canada, in Asia, Japan, China, throughout all the nations of the earth. O Abba, how we long to return to the land also. But I know, Father, that the prerequisite to being allowed to live in the land is that we must return to you wholeheartedly and we must be following your Torah by the power of the indwelling Holy Spirit. What got people vomited out of the land was disobedience to your word, to your covenant, to your Torah. And what the prerequisite is to being allowed to return to the land is that we become people of the book, people who follow Yeshua and who keep his commands and who follow his Torah. So, Father, help us. Help us in our daily walk. Help us to walk it out, to be kind and compassionate, to be loving even to our enemies to trust you, and to follow you with all of our heart. How we love you, we bless you, and we praise you. In Yeshua's name, amen. Blessing from Numbers chapter 6, 24 to 26. Adonai bless you and keep you. 
Adonai make his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. Adonai lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace.